Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to AFTV. Welcome back to the Forever Arsenal podcast. Good morning. It's Monday morning. Uh, not a lot of happy faces. Um, and fair enough, because we've dropped more points. And we said this was a big one. And we do have a big one later this week. And we are going to look at all that because, you know, while a Premier League final doesn't exist, you know, some games do feel like they have that kind of uh, that kind of edge. And that is, that is you know, the Man City game on Wednesday. But we'll leave that to the end of the show. Got to talk about Brentford. And as um, uh, our good colleague Cass was saying in the background, can't really talk about Brentford without talking about, you know, the the the, the mess that is the PGMOL, that is referees, that is, you know, the injustice. They're not just Arsenal, but a lot of clubs face this weekend. So we're going to tackle all of that. Um, dare I ask how everyone is? I will anyway. How are you all? I'm right, mate. What, why are you? <laughs> um, Lee, Lee judges is gonna he's gonna knock you out. You know? He is. He is. I, I get why Lee's angry, and and, and Lee should be angry, but we're, we're, we're yeah. gonna win the league anyway. So this is all part of the journey. <laughs> uh, yes, How are you, Lee? Uh, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm absolutely fuming. What's happened over the last couple of days? I'll, I'll be honest. Not right. I, I, I'm fuming about the way Arsenal played, but I'm going to be re- really honest about it. Sometimes you, you don't play well and and you get a 1-0 win. Um, and people turn around and say, that's the sign of a good team. That's the sign of champions. And we mm. was denied that. Denied to round say of, that. Round of applause to Stricto as well. He's joined us. Welcome oh, Stricto. Oh, yeah, welcome, brother. Welcome. I've just appeared. <laughs> well, I wanted yeah, to give everyone a line, and then I, I realised Lee was ready to get straight stuck no, in. No, no, sorry, Strict. Sorry, sorry, welcome, Strict. No, no, no. I'm, I'm used to Lee taking a limelight. <laughs> Superstar Lee judges. I'll tell you what, I love Stricto, but he's always, he, he, he actually does bully me. I'm going to actually say this. <laughs> and if you see the size of him, I sort of let him off a bit, like I mean, sort of let him off. That's how I feel about you, Lee. Yeah, I know. Like, I, I, I've, I, I, we've got another bully in the classroom now. Like, it's not good. It's not good. You treat me like shit, but I just sort of let you have it because you, you're Lee judges. Lee the judge. Um, well, look, I'm glad we've been able to share a few laughs and smiles early on because um, a lot of this is going to be. I, look, I can only speak for myself. It's going to be very ranty. It's going to be, we're going to try and make sense of the situation. We're going to try and analyse as best as possible. We're going to try and, you know, have a proper discussion. It's very difficult when two days on, 
that frustration is still kind of there. And it is less at the team now. I've sort of made my peace with the team and their performance, so we have to discuss it. It is really just the absolute farce that is, um, you know, the refereeing and the state of it in this country. I um, I uploaded a video on my channel. And the title was, when will football address their rules and their referees? And I did that on the back of the Wolves goal that was disallowed in the FA Cup against Liverpool. Do you remember that? They, they, yeah. missed, they missed a player who basically played them all onside. And I just thought, I've had enough. I, I can't believe I've seen this. Granted, it's quite rare that they miss an offside like that. But, you know, I, I just can't believe the state of affairs. Guess what? About three, four weeks later, Arsenal-Brentford, crucial, crucial goal. And again, they forget to do what they did. And uh, again, I've name-dropped him twice now, but Cass, who does a lot of work behind the scenes at AFTV, him and I were talking in the studio, and he was making the point as we were getting ready for this podcast that when he was, when we were trying to decipher what had happened and why that Norgard offside, you know, wasn't called out, you know, we kind of, we kind of said, well, he must be on, because then I said the only way that he's offside and they've allowed it to stand is if they basically focus too much on what happened at the back post with Ivan Tony and Zinchenko and all that, that they forgot to check for the offside. Anyway, a little tweet comes out from the PGMOL after all the reports. Oh, it's deleted itself. That's nice. Uh, it was on my phone, but essentially saying uh, Lee Mason, you know, is a uh, or hasn't apologised or something. Lee uh, Lee Mason was confirmed to have you know forgotten to check for an offside. Uh, Howard Webb has called Brighton and Arsenal to apologise for the incorrect decisions. And it's like, okay, great, thanks for the apology. What do we do with that now? Take. I'd love to. I'd love to hear to hear that that phone call. Um. At the end of the day, bro, it, that that apology is like medicine after death. It's too late. Doesn't mean nothing. Great analogy. To be honest Great with you, yeah. it doesn't mean absolute absolutely nothing. Um, at the end of the day, I, I say this year, they've got to be a system that they've um, the FA or the PGMOL got to come out with now. Retrospectively, if a decision like that happens, um, surely they got to look a way at fixing that. So whether if you was in a winning position and you ended up drawing, then maybe maybe they give you a retrospective point. And if you was in a uh, uh, losing position, it's gone out of my head now. But but they've got to find a way to make, make this right. The apologies don't mean nothing, do you understand? If we end up losing the title based on this, this one decision, then the club, I don't know, maybe we've, we've, got, we've got to take legal action. We've got to take legal action. And it's not just Arsenal, it's for, it's for every, every other team in, in the league because this will happen to um, another team in the league. You know, I don't want people to say to be saying, "Well, you only care because it's your team." Well, to a degree, yeah, but it happened to Brighton too. Do you understand? Happened to, Wolves. Happened to Wolves. Chelsea. Wolves, yeah. It was Saturday. Was probably the worst day of refereeing performances in Premier League history. I actually think they got four massive decisions very, very clearly wrong, and I I couldn't believe. I was trying to think to myself, "What is there?" What's their mindset? What's their justification? What am I missing that can maybe lead to them making that decision? Go on, Lee. What Fixo says here, I, I agree with certain thing. 
But I, over the years, before VAR was introduced, there's been many a cases, many a cases when decisions have gone wrong and it may have cost you the league, it may have cost you whatever. So they bring in VAR to get rid of the human error. That's what they. That's what VAR is for. Mm-hmm. And here we are now with VAR, human error. So what is the point of it? It's ruining the game. And even when you get the decisions, you're not getting them right. And listen, I I, I was fuming with it, with with the game against Wolves and, and Liverpool, not because. It wasn't even my team because it's not right. It's not the right decision for football. It's not the right for the game and the integrity and what I'm looking at and enjoying. Brentford, for instance, waited four minutes before they could celebrate that goal. Whether you think it's right or whether it was wrong, you can't celebrate games of uh, football games now. Secondly, my biggest bugbear of it all now is I pay... And I'm going to say this now, and I know people that are watching on telly pay through Sky. I get that. I pay a lot of money to go and watch at Arsenal. I'm sitting there for four minutes, and people are telling me that it's offside on WhatsApp. I have not got a clue what is going on as a paying fan to watch a game of football. Whether you think VAR is right or VAR is wrong, that is not acceptable for the paying fan. And my next point, and this is the point that's really bugging me now, and I think it was the West Ham game when Martinelli scored in the last, just before half time. They spent four and a half minutes on it before they actually come up with it that, yes, he flicked his head and it was offside. They'd done everything in their power yeah. to make sure that goal was offside. Saturday, they couldn't be bothered. Now, I don't care what anybody says. <coughs> Lee Mason, right, that's him finished. If he ever referees or is on a VAR game again, Arsenal should refuse to go out on that pitch because it's not fair on the players and it's certainly not fair on me that he is in charge again because yeah. this is a man. I get it. We can turn around and say he was the one that, at Manchester United already this season, which he's been told was wrong. And he's done it again. So that's him gone. And Howard Webb, I'm sorry. This is on your watch. It's embarrassing. You must go as well because this is not acceptable. It's not, but it's a human error. It's incompetence. And if it's not incompetence, it's corrupt. One or the other now. Because to forget to put the lines in for that goal there is incredible. And I don't know how you can defend that. Jordan? Um, yeah, it's hard to disagree with, with much of what the boys have said there. You guys, well, you, James and Lee, Lee will both know that I have no time for Arsenal fans after a game, wow, 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 crying over every decision that goes against Arsenal. I'm fed up at hearing Arsenal fans crying about offsides, and that was a penalty. We know who they are, and I just I just have no time for it. And I'll call them out. This is the one time where the Arsenal fan base who were complaining about this decision, and by the way, I don't think the fan base have been complaining as much as they should have, which is ironic, because mm. normally when decisions go, <laughs> go against us and they're actually correct decisions, the fan base are, are, are an outrage. But this time when they should be an outrage, they've been pretty calm. 
Lee's probably the first fan that I've heard that has been that's been quite incandescent and 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 justifiably so. This is the first time where I think, where I'm with the Arsenal fan base on this one because it, it's not acceptable. It's just not acceptable, yeah. as Lee says. The whole point of VAR, and for me, I don't have a problem with referees hands on the, um, cards on the table. I have no issue with referees getting decisions wrong, even against my team. I don't. I, I, I can accept that we're human beings. It should have been a penalty. He didn't give it. Arsenal fans will cry about it. I can accept it. We are humans. However, VAR was introduced to eradicate the howlers. The howlers are the ones where I do think, nah, you can't get away with that one. How can the referee say it's human error when the whole point of technology is to eradicate human error? That is the whole, as Lisa, that is the whole point. I'm with Lee. I'm not one that comes to referees. I don't bash referees. Lee Mason can't referee again this season. At, At least. He can't ref another game this season. He has to be off duty for the rest of the season. That is twice now. Old Trafford and now against Brentford. These are not mistakes. These are howlers. These are howlers. So for me, I, I, I just, I just, I'm, I'm with the Arsenal fan base in that it's not acceptable. However, two things I would, I would offer to balance it. One, I'm not a fan of VAR. I never wanted VAR in, VAR in, and if I could drop it tomorrow, I'd drop it. For financial reasons, they won't drop it. No. They've just spent too much money on it. They're not going to drop it. It's not going anywhere. But we did get two goals against Manchester United that were legitimate, and because of VAR, were given. The Aubameyang goal about two years ago at Old yeah. Trafford, oh, yeah. that was VAR'd, and it was yeah. the correct decision. I, I think if VAR wasn't there, that goal's not given. And this season, Eddie Nketiah against Manchester United. Again, I'm not sure if without VAR, I don't think they give that goal. So VAR does do some good. However, the howlers are really, really bad. My thing, and just to wrap, my my, my thing is, I don't think, uh, where I'm not with the Arsenal fans, where I disagree with Stricto is, I don't want to hear this, this, this thing of, if we lose the league by two points, it's because of that game. I'm not having it. Because, and we'll get to the Brentford game in a second, there were still 20 minutes to score another goal. There's still 15 games, 16 games to try and make up the difference. So I'm not having this. If we don't win the league, we're blaming it on that game, on that decision. I'm not having that. Do you know what? Do you know what, Jordan? Um, yeah, I'm, I, I think I'll accept what you said. I'm not. I'm not having it myself. But I think it's just the blatant, obvious. Like, like Lee said, like if this was. In another country, if this was like out of the top five leagues in Europe, we would all be calling corruption on this on this on this decision. And only the fact is more than just once by the same guy. It's starting to look deliberate. So let's explore that. Let's explore that. If we're saying there's possible corruption, what are we suggesting is their agenda? What is there to be gained by them being corrupt? I mean, I'm not hands, I'm not just calling it straight corruption. I'm saying if this was another country out of the European top five leagues, people would say, well, yeah, envelopes have been exchanged, so so on, so on and so on. On what basis, though? I understand, on what basis? If it was in Italy... That's not for me to... I don't know. So, I Jordan, don't know no, 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 what, no, no, I, I want to... I think oh, I can sorry, answer sorry. that for you. And I think... On, so, and I want to stress, you know, words like corruption and all that, you know, they're... 
they're not, I'm not saying anyone's making those allegations, but I get what Stricto's saying. You know, maybe that word would be thrown around. It has been online, whatever that kind of thing. And I'm not saying that that's what I think it is. But right. to answer what I think you're asking, Jordan, is what would there to be gained from it? I think, and again, this point's been made on Twitter, it's more about <coughs> protecting a title race, protecting a, a, a sense of competitiveness. That's where I think there might be no, 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 I don't think there might be. But I'm saying if it were, if there were to be some sort of manipulation of the 50-50, send them that way or send them this way, I think that would be the reason it happens. But I just, choose to, I just choose to believe that, that we, I, I want to believe that there's too much integrity for that. That I, I just don't want to believe that happens, in my opinion. But maybe I'm being naive. But I just think... You know, I, I think it's just total and utter incompetence. I think it's incompetence. They're just awful. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't I think it's corruption. Go on, Lee, sorry. I, I, so, no, I will say this. I agree with you. I, I don't think it is corruption. But you can't dismiss it when you get snooker players who are doing, doing, having a great living taking bribes. You don't, you know, like uh, footballers having bets. Footballers having bets, you know, like, you know, and, and things like that. So there, there, there's always something that can happen. Now, I, I feel that, you know, um, there's corruption with Juventus, you know, have been done for it. Like, you know, there's been match fixing in foot, in English football going years ago. Like, obviously, there's not the money involved. But when you look at it, people go, oh, well, you know, he ain't going to do it because he's got millions. I don't know why people do it, but they do it. And there's, there's a history of it in sport. You know what I mean? Like, so what you have to do is get now the conspiracy. I don't agree. You know, he comes. Who, who benefited? Who benefits from Arsenal drawing yesterday? Two teams benefit from it: Manchester United and Manchester City. Where does Lee Mason come from? Not in Manchester. Not Manchester. Bolton. Now, I I am not saying that there's anything in it, but when you look at it like that, and you look at that decision. And he says, and people come out and say he's forgot to do it. Then I'm, I'm, I'm gonna convert. I, how can you forget it? The reason why two I'm, plus two equals four. That's what Leeds has done. He's just done maps. Two plus I, I, two I, equals four. I that's all that's a, I'm that's, saying. I think, I think that's a stretch, personally. I, 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 I do as well. The, but you can the, 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 the optics, the optics. I get why it comes to that conclusion, yeah. but it. Uh, if he was a Man United fan, for example, I don't know who's, what team he supports. No, a, a draw, a draw for Arsenal. I, I, I think it's incompetence. I, I think, mm. if anything, and I don't know this for sure, but surely if the Premier League did want, if this was, in the, if it was in the Premier League's interest to keep the title race alive, I would argue it's within the Premier League's interest to have Arsenal win the Premier League. To have different winners is bet is better for the Premier League. So if if they're sure, asking this here, question. I'll ask you this question, and I'll say this sincerely, right, yeah? Right. Every referee, yeah, supports a team. Let's, let's, let's get that right, like, yeah? So, for instance, if I'm a referee, right, and I'm refereeing Spurs versus Liverpool, for instance, right, and I make that decision, oh, I forgot to put the lines in, Right. People are going to know that I'm an Arsenal fan, and they're going to say yeah, he's done that deliberately for for Spurs because he we want Spurs to lose. Not I might not have done, but there's there's that element of it. And, and uh, what I'm saying is, 
when you look at it, and I'll be really honest with you, the Lee Mason one against Manchester United, I can get why he said that. I can get my head around that and say that's not biasness because I can see that it might have been a foul. I can see it weren't. But when you then turn around to me and say, right, I forgot after four minutes looking at an offside, which was an offside, by the way. Let's, let's face it now. When you look at it, it was offside. He found a reason not to give it offside. And there's one that's blatantly offside and he forgets what he's to do it. it it's not acceptable. And, and, and it, you're going to then get things come like this, Jordan. Like, you know what I mean? Like, why have you forgot to do that? So so it goes back to a point you made, Lee, about because I want to take this more into the direction of the incompetence. Because I understand look, yeah. we've got to ask the question, right? People are talking about it online. We're here to you know, to somewhat, you know, with our own opinions, have a look at the mood of the fans and, and reflect that a little bit. So I understand why we're talking about these kind of big allegations and stuff. But for me, it really, really comes down to incompetence more than anything. It goes back to what you said, Lee, earlier, which is, you know, the whole um, looking to rule out any goal possible. Now, actually, from Brentford's perspective, forget the Norgard offside, they were looking for any reason, or Lee Mace was looking for any reason to... Um, to overturn the decision Brentford's way by looking for a potential foul slash offside at the back post when the corner first, uh, the cross first came in. I mean, it was rubbish. There was nothing in it. I, maybe, I, I don't know. Like, I was watching anything. I can't really see where the problem is. But he's taken so long on that that I think he's thought, well, like, we, we've got to get on with it. Like, I've checked it. I can't see a reason to get. And he's forgotten to then go to the actual main bit because... There was, you know, there was then, there was, it was crossed into the box, then there was another header. And I think he's just, honestly, I think it was just shit. I think it was just shit officiating all round. And I think he forgot because he was trying so hard to overrule the overrule it before. They forgot to look at the main bit. I agree. I think it's, I think it's incompetence. And just kind of a final thing in regards to possible, you know, bias. You could argue that if he's from Bolton, he may hate Manchester United and Manchester City. Of course, I get that. He may hate those two clubs. So I think we need to be very, very careful about about. But about you can that. see why people say these things. I, I, I can, but I think it's a bit lazy. Just to, oh, he's from that part of the country. Yeah. Therefore, he wants Manchester United and Manchester City to win. So I think, I don't, think bit... I don't think it's lazy. I, I, I don't think it's lazy. I think it's more than possible. Why, why well, well, not? Well, straight to us. Let's find out who first. Let's find out who he supports. Okay, he but we're, support we're never going to find out who he supports. We're never going to find out who he supports. I, I don't think they make that they make that open while they while they're still involved in football. But but this is the point I was making. I wasn't calling it like out out corruption. But what I'm saying is, if this happened, uh, let me just use let me just let me just use Nigeria for example, right? If this happened one of the one of the league games in Nigeria, no one would batter an eyelid and and say X Y and Z, you know. Oh, money has been exchanged, I'm, and I'm not making the allegation here that any of that has happened. But what I'm saying is, I'm putting a microscope to say, hold on, why can we say this happens elsewhere, but then turn around and say, say well, that that will never happen with us? Because why because, why because, is that such an impossible? Why is that it's such a, an impossible position? It's, it's not impossible. It's not impossible, Victor. But I think the that's what made. everyone is. That's what everyone is. Everyone basically dismissed that. You know, we've seen, okay, we've seen, let me just, sorry, Jordan, sorry to cut you off. Well, let's go back to, um, let's go back to Lance Armstrong, the cyclist, right? For years, this guy was doping, um, doing all sorts of stuff in open view. And 
just because of the, the, the size of the tournament, the, the brand of the tournament, no one ever dared call it out for what, it, what was actually happening until, until it was actually called out. So I'm not saying for one minute that this is what is happening, but, I'm, but my mind is open. I have an open mind. That you've undone, if, you've undone, you've undone your own point, Nishritta, because the reason why in the nations that you've named there would be suspicion is because in those footballing countries there is a recent history of corruption. When was the last and time in and British corruption football, here too? When was when was the last big British footballing scandal with corruption? What, what I mean, not 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 in the Premier, not in the Premier League, but in exactly. The, in, the, in, in, in Italy, in the, it'll be legitimate. In it, it, in because there's a history of them being corrupt. So therefore, when something when something out of the box happens, I think it's legitimate to say, "Hmm, what's happening over there?" But when a country but, but, with but, a history of corruption, but Jordan, I think it's a stretch. Jordan, before before we know of the history, it had to happen first. It had to, there had to be the first time it happened, right? Yeah. So just just like just like. You know, if you're if you're arrested and it's your first arrest, and now you now you've got a history of being arrested. Like it's got to be a first time something's got to happen, right? So before before it happened in Italy, it never happened, right? So here we are, here we are in the Premier League now. And I'm, again, I still have to clarify: this is not what I'm saying, but I'm keeping an open mind. I really, what, I, I really am keeping an open mind. What we also saw, what we I understand the debate here, I do. But what, what yeah. we also saw. You know, maybe half an hour earlier, and one of the other three o'clock kickoffs was the VAR draw the line to the wrong Palace defender, and Brighton denied a goal. They are just awful at what they do. Suchek, yeah, Suchek has one save of the season, and they didn't give a penalty. Like you know, <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Wolves, Lamina, you know, ran over from the footage I've seen. Pretty. You yeah, know, in, game, in, in a bit of protest or whatever, got a second yellow card and sent off. Harry Kane does that every week. I right. cannot believe what I have seen I, this I, weekend. He gave you. that Jack Grealish penalty, albeit I've only seen it once or twice. Oh, Didn't that was a penalty to me. I, I cannot believe what I'm seeing in this league. I can't believe the but, decisions they are giving. But James, this has been going on for years. Poor just, referee. Just I'll tear go back it apart. To... I go back to Old Trafford. Tear it all down and start again. I go back to Old Trafford when we lost uh, Manchester United that day. The referee in that day was a disgrace. It was a disgrace. Yeah. Yeah. And then mm. 10, 15 years later, the person that's running, that, that was refereeing that game, was the head of the referees. What chance have you got? You know what I mean? When you've got incompetence from referees. And then they're getting the job, you know. And I, I look at a lot of things um, in the game. A penalty, for instance, is not fact, right? It's an opinion. You you don't know if it's a penalty or not. It's still a fact. It's not a fact. Um, there's two facts in football, right? There's two facts, and this is the thing. Is there any facts or arguments on goal line technology. I see a goal the other day. Ooh, someone got one knocked off the line. Yeah, uh, uh, Solanke for Bournemouth. Uh, yeah, Newcastle. Yeah, that's right. No arguments or whatever. We, we, we was in the studio where the buzzer hasn't gone off. When you look at it, it's fact the ball has not gone over the line. The other fact in football is offside or not because you can can do it. And they've, they've got that wrong. They've got a fact wrong. It's like, 
let's be honest. It's like them saying in in in, in at VAR, the ball doesn't go over the line, and they give it. Right? Uh, there will be murder because it's a fact decision. There's a lot of things in football that are uh, opinions. Me, me, like we can all sit here today and go, well, that was that was a penalty. Jordan would turn around and go, I don't think it was. That so. If I'm refereeing that game, I'm going to give a penalty. If Jordan's refereeing that game, he's not going to give a penalty. That has been going on in football for years, years and years and will never change because that is what it is. It's, a, it's an opinion in football all it's around. It's subjective. Yeah. It's subjective. Exactly right. We've got an opinion. I think Arsenal are the best team in the league. You've got Man City things can say that they're the best because it's opinions. There's a lot of football and everything about football is about opinions. But when you are dealing with facts and you're getting it wrong... Something has got to be done. And I I, I, I was looking for a, a, how I feel about it. And, and, and Stricto's right. It's like giving the medicine out to a dead person. It, it, an apology does not make this right. It does not, for me, when they come out and say, oh, it's, we get an apology today. Oh, that's all right. We'll carry on with the season now. It's not right. It is not right. I, I think, that is, I think, in the, fairness, I think... Sorry, Jordan. I, I think that is Arsenal's approach. I think Arsenal and I think it came through Charles Watts. I think, um, you know, Arsenal are trying to just sort of go, well, look, it's happened now. On we go. Um, and I think that's the right approach from the club. I understand the whole, you know, they've got to take action and they've got to push it and I understand. But ultimately, we have a title to chase, you know. And and the other thing I'd say is that the reason I'm talking more about the refereeing decisions across the whole weekend is I think Brentford can count themselves really unlucky to have had that Mbemo goal. I know he blew the whistle before he put it in the back of the net, to be fair, so you don't know if Ramsdale would have done better. But, you know, I, I think that was really soft on Gabriel. It's and Brentford could easier, but... Yeah, Opinion, yeah I don't think it's a foul. There's a little bit of a shirt pull, but there's always a little bit of something. Mm. And, you know, and Gabriel a bit, you know, I think that's just what it is. I don't think it's a foul. Um, so, so... What I'd say, and this is now going to transition nicely into the Brentford game, but the one thing I'd say is, I think it was a fair result on the weekend. I actually think they had the better chances, but we had a lot more of the play. Go on, Jordan. So, sorry, James, before we move on to the actual game, I've just got two quick final points. I think, and this is where the people watching, I think, can help us out here. Those that are watching this that watch a lot of European football, I'd love to know why on the continent VAR is used successfully and it's not here. Like, what are they doing in Germany, in Italy, in other countries that, because I mean, maybe they are having these, maybe there's a, I don't know, Empoli fan TV or a Sassuolo <laughs> fan TV channel, I don't know, and they're having the same debate every single weekend. I don't know. But I don't think in Holland. Or ever Atalanta. Yeah. I don't, I, maybe they are having that debate, but I don't think they are. So if people that watch European football can tell us, how was it that they've managed to implement VAR? seemingly so smoothly because i know in germany the first year it was bad but it's fine there now we're still what this is the fourth year of var now the world Fifth cup's year? always been good the world yeah, cup's so... twice and i think they've nailed it at both tournaments so do champions they need league to... as well. same with champions league it, it, i agree so the, what is happening is, is unique to the u to, to britain why that why are referees here getting it so badly wrong and my second final point on this would be i thought Mikel arteta's reaction was quite telling and that he was quite calm and I wonder if he was calm because, A, he's been getting a bit of heat recently about his reactions and he's been told to calm down by the by the club, maybe. Or, B, if even the managers are like, I just, I'm over it now. They almost expect VAR to mess up. And if that is the case, that's even more worrying. 
Because if the players and the managers have lost faith in them in in, in officiating, then we're in trouble. Because Arteta was was visibly calm, <laughs> not calm, well, but think, he wasn't. You know, I think it's because Arteta's. I think Arteta, everything he does. I think we we get into this whole, oh, you know. Everything that managers say is exactly what they mean, blah, blah, blah. And actually, so much of what they do, especially in the media, is to send messages. And I think the message Arteta wanted to send to his team was was actually, really, for the chances we conceded, we probably got away with one there. I agree. And I want that to be the bigger picture coming out of this game, rather than, okay, VAR didn't do its job. Against Newcastle... Well, I thought we were very good for a lot. That game had a lot of chances. He was fighting for every decision because I think he believed his team deserved it. And, you know, and, you know, and, 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 you know, of course, the decisions should have gone our way. But I think in this situation, while he'll feel aggrieved, I think he'll also go, Henry missed one from, from, you know, three, Mm. five yards out. And Tony hit the, the crossbar from, you know, an open goal. And, you know, and Bemo had the you know the pullback given, and that could have been a goal. We could have been two, three nil down in that first half, which mm-hmm. is why we've got about half an hour to go. We'll do fifteen minutes on each game, um, Brentford, and then looking ahead at City. But on that Brentford performance, just quickly from me, I mean, on reflection, I thought a first half that had there's a, I think I maybe saw it differently to people in the ground. I know Stricter and Lee were there. I thought there was a bit of zip about our passing. I actually thought we looked like we were trying to play with a bit of intensity, but we just lacked anything in the final third and we looked really poor defensively. It looked like they could, Lee, just keep shaking your head before I've even finished my point. No, no, I'm, 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 I'm agreeing with you. And, and, and oh, I, right, I, okay. You, you look disgusted by what I was saying. No, no. I, you I, did, I, bro. I, you did. You look like... I don't think we was good at all. I, I, I've got to say that I, I'm, I'm going to be really honest about it. Forget about what happened in VR. I'm very, very disappointed with the, the performance. Yeah. Very, very disappointed because after the Everton game, I, 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 I expected a little bit better than what I got. I thought we was poor. Mm-hmm. I thought we was poor all round. People can turn around and go to the, the Sean Dyche um, thing and that. We was poor at Everton, but we was poor there at home. And, I am now starting to worry about our, our, our performances because I, di- I, didn't, I, I did not see that coming. I, I thought we would be sharper. I thought we'd be really on it. I thought second half, James, I thought we, 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 we upped the tempo a little bit and, and, and looked at it. But wh- why, why we didn't have that tempo in the first half, I don't know. And what worries me, uh, 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 I've seen this before with, with Arsenal yeah. under Arteta, um, Cluts of poor performances after good performances. You know, I remember us beating Man United one uh, 0 at Old Trafford, and they're not winning for ten games after that. You know, we've, we've beaten Tottenham, we've beaten Man United, and fantastic performances. And then what I've seen now is a massive, massive drop, massive dip. Uh, Manchester City, I didn't see this coming. Even when we lost to Manchester City, I did not see this coming. These performances, <clears throat> and um, they're different sort of performances to what we get on on Wednesday because I think that. Manchester City will come out against us. But I think that other teams have had a look at us now, seen the blueprint, and I was disappointed with the lack of ideas, the lack of movement in the team. Um, I didn't see a scoring, if I'll be honest. It was a good goal in the end, but um, I, 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 I didn't see no variation from the, the manager. Um, to change things around. It was more like in hope than than anything else. And I'm worried when I see performances like that, if I'll be honest. I was 
so disappointed with the performance. And I'll be honest, the VAR thing has made it a little bit easier to, to take because if that hadn't come in, I don't know really what, what, what we'd be talking about today because it was that poor. So no, the VAR, the VAR's papered over the cracks. Let's let's not yeah. kid ourselves. I was at the game, <clears throat> sat next to um next to the guy that I usually sit next to, and um we just kept looking at each other. Like throughout the first half, I think we probably looked at each other over a thousand times, and we're not in love. Yeah, we're both we both got our our respective partners. Yeah, but we just could just in disbelief every time. It was so lethargic. It was so predictable. It was like Lee said. It was like we've been here before. Like we see, we we know how this ends. Do you know what I mean? And it's a very slow car crash where you still feel like you can intervene. Maybe you can still pull the steering wheel one way and you know avoid the crash. And I, I just, oh man, I, I said in my I said in my um in my fan cam. I said if you looked at the fixtures we had, so if you go from you go from United, United, Tottenham, and then you look at Everton, and then you kind of tally up how many points you, you think we would get. And the difficult games was the United, obviously, and the Tottenham game. And we got maximum points for those. And then the two teams, I mean, Brentford are not struggling like, like Everton, but you would expect if you're trying to win the league, you teams like Brentford, you beat. Fair enough, City... Fair enough, City lost to Brentford and it might look like I'm being disrespectful to Brentford. But if you want to win the league, you find a way when you're not playing well. You find a way. You and know City's just... record against Brentford and Everton? One, one point in six. Okay. But they they still... Great point. <laughs> I, 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 do you know what? Okay, put it like this, right? Put it like this. Teams like City... Uh, well, how many teams are like City in the league? You say five, four or five other teams. And then the rest are what you quote-unquote beatable, right? Mm. So you don't worry about the, the City games as much because you don't play that kind of team every week. But you play the lesser teams more than you do the upper teams. Like, you know, the, the teams are the, the, the quote-unquote elite teams, right? Those, you pick up more of your points against teams like Brentford, teams like Everton, teams like uh, Palace, all those kind of teams. But we just didn't have a way. And that was worrying for me. There literally was not a way. How we, we, we scored Sorry. that goal and it just, that, we were lucky, bro. That's the end. That, that, that's, the, that's, that's the really, really, like, like the, the, the crux of it. We was lucky in that game. To have VAR distract that performance is, those players should be thankful. Do you know what? I I do see a bit differently. And it might be, I might just be way too optimistic here and way too positive. But here's the way I see it. We had a pretty dreadful first half in terms of conceding chances. I think we just, that's, a, that's the thing that worries me is the quality of the chances Brentford had against us. I thought that is, it's like anyone can kind of play through us. That was my most concerning thing. But actually I thought, all right, but we weathered that. We got through it. By hook or by crook, we got through it. Came out in the second half, thought a lot more zip to our passing. Early changes, Trossard made a difference. And then you say we, we, we couldn't find a way, but we did. We, we found a way. It was a brilliant ball by Odegaard into mm. Saka. Saka squares it, and what a finish by Trossard, by the way. I thought his... We're well, yeah, his a lot harder than what it looks. Yeah, it, 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 we're going to give him his praise on tactical insight because I thought Trossard 
yeah, it's hard. And well, it wasn't the goal wasn't in front of him. He actually had to guide it a little bit back towards the, the direction it came. Lovely finish. So we found a way. And then actually, I thought for a lot of that second half, I know Tony was winning all his headers and all that, and they were dominating our centre-backs. But actually, I don't think Brentford really did anything that second half. The one time they did, the goal was offside. So I sort of felt like, actually, the first half was awful, and yeah. we got away with one, for sure. But I thought the second half was probably as good as you're going to get against a team like Brentford, who, unbeaten in 10 games, have lost one game against the Big Six, which was against Arsenal in that 3-0 defeat, play with a compact midfield three and three centre-backs as well. You're not going to create a lot of chances. The reason City aren't at their scintillating best, because teams this season are better than ever at closing those spaces and denying chances. Man United have struggled with it, um, like Leeds in the week. Chelsea have struggled with it recently. Liverpool have struggled with it recently. We've come up against it, but in fairness, we did find a way. It's just how lackadaisical and and James, lazy James, we look at the back. James, we had five minutes um, additional time. And in those five minutes, if I can recall correctly, we probably had 30 seconds of being in a Brentford half. In those we probably five. only had about two minutes of football because the referees were a disgrace on that yeah, as well. That was another way. thing. It was, it, they, I know they went up to 97. It should have gone to 100. The amount of stoppages, time-wasting was a joke. But I get your point. We didn't do anything to really we, exert we pressure on them. Exactly, exactly my point. Yeah. Exactly my point. Like, you know, those... I would have expected, like, a full bombardment in the Brentford half. So and you can was... have your time-wasting in their mm. half. Time-wasting was done in our half. That's when I say when I say we couldn't find a way. That's exactly what you know. Those those are what I'm talking. That, that's what I'm talking about. We're gonna no, find a way you. to win the league, especially for us that we haven't won in 20 years. And if you look at what we've done so far this season, we've we've been energetic. We've been we've been off the blocks really good. Off late, those qualities, those those attributes aren't there anymore. No, I hear you. And, and the attacking performance was far from perfect. Don't get me wrong. Even in the second half, I thought it was a lot better. I did think there could have been a little bit more, I don't know, a little bit more something, you know, just better quality of shots from outside the area, better set piece delivery, a little bit something to at least work them harder. I agree. But I actually thought Arsenal shown more in that second half than perhaps they're giving a bit of credit for. But uh, Jordan, what, where are you on it? Because I'm on the camp of there was sort of actually things to be positive about on the attacking side, but defence was shocking. And that doesn't just include the back four. I thought everyone defensively was really poor. Where's the press gone? And the other two are really gutted about the performance. Where are you with it? It's a good debate. I, I'll, I'll keep my thoughts on the game brief because we need to get on to the, to the preview. I think we were poor. I said after the last game against Everton, at least said then he was concerned about Arsenal. And I said I wasn't. I'm concerned now, but not because we drew, but it's the performance. This is Ivory yeah. of Lee. The performance is what really worries me more than the actual result. I think that I hear what Stritch was making the point about, and I mean, all my WhatsApp groups, but the point's been made from other Arsenal fans. You know, if you're going to win a league, you've got to beat Brentford at home. Brentford, for me, pound for pound, are the best team in the league. I'll repeat that. Pound for pound, Brentford are the best team in the league this season. They are the best team in the league this season. When you think about their resources... Oh, sorry, I see what you're saying. Sorry. They are the best team in the league this season. I thought you meant like player for player kind of thing, but no, right? No, of course not. No, of course not. Pound for pound, they are the best team in the league. That's a great point. You flagged in the last pod, James, and they've not been beaten in 11 games. They've got some run going back to October, November, something stupid. Brentford are not a little man team, bruv. Brentford are a proper team. They are handling the big boys 
and everybody else. If Brentford don't get European football this year, I will be stunned. Now, you can say, yeah, but we're Arsenal, we're at home, we should be winning those games. Uh, Brentford, are, Brentford are a serious team, bro. They're, they're not a joke team. So there's no shame for me in drawing at home to Brentford. The shame for me comes in, they were the better team. They were the, they performed over the 90 minutes better than we did. And that's what's more concerning. The, the draw, I can take. We're going to draw games. But the, the, the worrying thing for me more so was how we played. One of yeah. our hallmarks this season has been how we start games. We've mm-hmm. started every single game this year on one. The, mm-hmm. uh, the, even the Everton game, the first five minutes, we were on it. This was the first game I can think of in a long time where we, from the get-go, we, 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 did, we, we weren't on it. So I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to... If this was a home, 1-1 draw at home to Wolves, I'm pissed. If it's 1-1 against Villa, I'm pissed. One one against, I don't know, not in a forest. I'm pissed. So you're not pissed. Brentford are a serious. So you're not. You're not. Performance. Right. But 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 I I think that the basis of your pissedness. That's that even a word. Pissedness. The basis of your of your of your to be pissed. (laughs) To be pissed. Yeah. The basis of yours, I believe, strict is that it was Brentford. If that was one one against Man City, no, 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 no. I I think I made it clear. I don't think it's it's Brentford, but I'm saying it's. If you want to win the league, if like you just have to do more. So whether it's Brentford, whether it's uh, whether it's uh, Chelsea, whether it's you just have to do more. Like, but strict, you know but strict, though, I reckon if like, you look back at previous previous Premier League winners, I reckon February, March, April, they've all dropped points at home to a team on paper they're supposed to be. Yeah, I, I agree, Jordan. You you spot on what you're saying, but what? What I what I think we've got the ample with it's not because it's Brentford. I we lost to uh, Manchester United. I was pleased with the performance. Even Newcastle, you know, first 10, 15, 20 minutes, we were stunning, and you know, we could have got. And you come away from that going, oh, we played well. But these last two games, mm-hmm. we have not produced, and we've been. I'm going to say it, bullied. Out, yeah, we, we've looked weak. I agree with weak. that. We've looked a we've bit looked weak. But, but, Against two teams that are are not going to challenge for for the for the major honours. But that was going to happen. This was always going to happen, guys. We were never. Why? Gonna... Why should that happen? Because Jordan? no team in the league playing the way we were playing in November all year. Yeah, I get that, but I don't like I don't like watching my team being out full. I, I hear you. I'm with you there. I'm with you there. But I think we would I think if we think that we're going to sell this second half of the season, no, was... no, no, no. I, 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 listen, we look, we we. I've I've been fortunate enough to see titles. Arsenal win titles. I've mm. seen Arsenal get just over the line on time. Mm. I've seen them play invincibles and still have poor performances. I'm mm. going back to the Portsmouth game and all that. They're always there. They're acceptable, not acceptable, but you you know they're going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. So I'm not I'm not worried about it. what I'm worried about is now this little clutch of games. It's three games without a win, three games without really looking like scoring goals, apart from a brilliant bit of play. And that what what I will pick up now, because we're going to talk about it now, is the lack of form of certain players mm. going into these to, to this big game. Well, actually, so, so Lee, sorry to cut you there, because I, I think that's a key talking point going into the Man City thing and, and the starting eleven and the form. I just wanted to just add something very quickly because, uh, Jordan, I think you're spot on, right? You're going to have lulls. You're even going to have a, a little cluster of games where you're not at your best. You might drop some points and all that, and, and I hear that. There's actually another worrying trend, 
Um, and, and again, people watching this might be thinking, James, why are you so positive about the result? It's not that that I'm trying to defend the team a little bit, but there is a defensive element that I'm really, really stressed about. If you look at since we've come back from the World Cup, and I, yeah, I go all the way back to that first game, I think Boxing Day against West Ham. West Ham, I thought that first half, got in behind far too often. Too many balls over the top, too many times that Saliba and Gabriel were scrambling. And I just thought, didn't look like they were sort of controlling the, the counter-attack there. Brighton, we were 3-0 up and Brighton could have equalised in that game, could have come level. You know, the chances they had, they got two goals, the goal disallowed. I thought we got lucky in that. Well, a little lucky with the offside. Um then you look at Tottenham, the second half of that. Well, Newcastle, cool, we did fine. You look at Tottenham, that second half. Again, Ramsdale comes through man of the match because ultimately he's had to put, you know, put out some big saves and have a big performance, even though I thought largely we did really well. Man United, we've conceded two goals at home. Uh, what came after that? Help me out here. What came after Man United? Uh, City and then Everton, the set pieces, and now this game. So I think you can look at basically all but one of those games since we've come back from the World <coughs> Cup. Stay at times, we've looked really defensively fragile. And I think yep. that's the worrying trend. Not so much two games without a win. I think that can happen. But really, it's for me that in all six, it's seven, eight games since the off. World Cup, I think switching. we've been really shaky at the back. James, it's been a trend all season. More uh, so now. Pre-World Cup, we were far we've, better. We've dominated most teams at home. Let's be honest. Have we dominated most games at home? We, yeah. we have done. Yeah. Yeah. We've kept two clean sheets all season at home. Yeah. And that's Nottingham Forest, who were down at the bottom at the time, and Newcastle, who had no ambition of scoring. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so it's not it's not good enough. Yeah. I've, I've been saying it for weeks, you know what I mean? Like, you know, 3-2 against Liverpool at home. 4-2 against Leicester at home. 3-2 against Manchester United at home. Dominating, 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 and we're letting you know letting into. I think we had seventy percent of the game on Saturday, right? They had three golden opportunities to score in thirty percent play. We've had seventy percent play and not not had that sort of thing. It's worrying. It's worrying, and I tell you this way: it's worrying, guys, because I wouldn't swap one of our defenders for anybody else. So something's not quite right. Hmm. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, yeah. Um, no, go on, Stricter. Oh, uh, would 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 I mean we're talking about after the World Cup? Would you guys make of Saliba mm. after the He's World Cup? He's been poor. He's been very poor. Go on, John. Yeah, um, I, I, Stricter, I think you're totally right to flag Saliba. I was gonna, I was gonna mention him in my kind of preview about this, the City game. I think he's the most important player on on Wednesday. Not Partey, not Saka, not even Enketia. We need the Saliba we had in October, November, because I think Man City are coming to really cause some problems. I think they're really causing to make a statement, and Haaland's been a bit quiet recently. And I think Pep will be in Haaland's ear saying, this is the game where you announce yourself again as the best striker in Europe. Make a statement, go to the Emirates, go and get two goals, go and bat up their defence. Let's get out of there. Let's go top of the league. I think we need Saliba to kind of wake up. We were praising Saliba first half of the season as the best defender in Europe. And he's worth mm. 150 mil. We were gassing mm. him. And rightfully mm. so. Mm. Rightfully so. He needs to get some heat now. because He's been poor. And I'm not giving him the whole he's young... You lot can do the whole he's young thing. No, 
We didn't say he's young, he's young when we praised him. So now you're in the big boy league, in the big boy team, step up. Yeah, this is the game where we need you to get back to what you were doing because the last four or five games, I don't know what's going, but he's not been the Saliba that we... And you can could, you could argue with young players, they have dips. Cool. He was operating at a very high level. And generally, I think he's handled the best center forwards in the league quite well this season, but he's not, he's not come up against Haaland yet. He's not. So I think we need a. I'm I'm concerned, strict. I'm concerned, but I believe this is the game. I think Harlan's more. Li- I think Harlan's more likely to score against us than Tony, who did score. Um, but I don't think Harlan will give the problems that Tony gave. Maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah, because Harlan Harlan doesn't play that game. Harlan is about percentages around that six yard in eighteen. That's all he. That's all he cares about. Everyone else will do the donkey work for him. But I, you know, back to what Jordan's saying. I honestly think it's unacceptable that a centre-back, six foot five, would lose 10 out of 10 aerial jewels. Awful. Awful. I think that is that needs to be really looked at. 10 out of 10 aerial jewels, six foot Awful. five. He's taller than Tony. Yeah. What is happening? What is what is happening there? Is it is your mind is your mind not right? Because physically, physically, biologically, you shouldn't lose 10 out of 10. I could lose no. 10 out of 10 to Tony. Well, I, I'd get one. I'd get at least one. I reckon I would. <laughs> I don't think I, you I, would. I, I, I'd get honestly. one. I had ten chains. I'd get one. Come on, give me one. Even by luck. Even by luck. I'm not sure. <laughs> you know, so is so you got so if you're looking at if you're looking by at it that way, where you can look at his attributes and then you say, okay, according to his attributes and what he's done all season, ten out of ten he shouldn't be doing. So what is it? Is it his mind? Well, I think it was Gunner Blog that flagged just before um, that sort of period before he returned to Arsenal and there were questions. I think he, he said, you know, actually it's gone a little under the radar that he's not the best in the air. Um, you know, Saliba might be six foot four, but his best defending has been that you know, getting in front of players, mm. you, know, nicking, you know, basically dealing with it before it's a problem. Mm. And just the way he's able to recover when the balls roll along the ground and ensure that runners don't get the better of him, it, it is in the air. He has struggled a little bit. But strict but James, right. 10, 10 out of 10, 10 James. 10 yeah. out of 10. Strict, strict does right. Yeah, 10 fair enough. 10 out of 10. That's not acceptable. I'm, I'm not yeah. having that. I'm not having that. No, no, no. no, no. United, have got, United have got Martinez. Five, um, five, how tall is he? Five foot four, five foot six, seven. Four, four foot five or something. Right. He's, he's dealing with these kind of situations. Okay. Listen, listen here. With Tony, we know what Tony's like in the air. I'm not saying you got to win... 10 out of, out of the 10. But at some point, you got to use your brain and say, all right, cool. He's getting the best out of me in the air. So I know what I'll do. I'll sit back and let him win it in the air. So I won't contest it, but I'll just kind of allow him to have it and I'll pick up any any pieces around after what, the header. But he was, he was more, contesting 10 out of 10 and lost 10 times. What was more worrying, and that's always an Everton game as well, is we lost the second balls as well. Mm. That was the Everton game. We lost, you know, you can lose the first ball, fair enough. We lost all the second balls. That was exactly. even more worrying for me. But sorry, this, this, this is what I see on Saliba, right? And we're saying he's left ten and that. Did Tony get a kick at Brentford? Mm. No, no, he didn't. Trino, no. he had him all over. It was, you know, what I mean, like he's just dipped in form. Mm, it's yeah, not right. not like that. He can't hit the ball. He's just dipped in form since the World no, of Cup. Of course, he's clearly because, a good header of the ball. Yeah. Uh, you know, he did play against Haaland as well. He played him in the FA Cup. He came on in the second half, and um, oh, he did. He did. You're right. You're right. You're and right. and, and right. he and he played him well. I think it's concentration levels. I also think it's a different type of defending 
when you're playing against Haaland, you've got to be on the ball 90 minutes. Defending on Saturday, this is what my problem with it. Defending on Saturday, you're defending um, a different... Def- like, say if you're back to the wall defending away from home, and it's a different defending when you're a team that's on the ascendancy, when you're attacking, it's concentration levels. Mm-hmm. Being being right in the, in the, in the moments. You're only going to get 10, 10 moments in the game. You've got to be on those 10 moments. And he wasn't. He's not been on it. He's not been. I, I blame a little bit on Mikel on this because I think that he came back from the World Cup. He looked a little bit uh, out of shape. Not out of shape, but you know what I mean? Needed a couple of games. Play taking him out of two games, you know what I mean? Didn't play him against Oxford, didn't play him against Man City. Keep this kid playing. Yeah, I, mean, you know I mean, like Gabriel playing every minute, you know what I mean? Like, so I, I do feel that it's been a little bit there. He's a worrying fit. He's not the only one. He's no, not he's the not. only one that's lacking. That's what's worried. <laughs> so going Shaka into City, Lee, form, you know yeah. what I mean? The man that we City, not what name. would you change? Say again? Going into City, what would you change? Because you Nothing. mentioned the players out of form. Nothing. Oh. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I play the same team. People are going on about Martinelli. Why has Martinelli not done really well in that? Because they've denied us space behind. Manchester mm. City will give us space behind. What is his asset pace? I feel that we need that. It'd be more important. I'd be, be, I, I would have... I said before the game, didn't I? You know, people bit me head off a little bit. I would have played Trossard on on um, on, on um, Saturday and Martinelli... I'd arrested Martinelli. I did say, no, no, go with the same team. So... You know, we lost to Evan. We draw. You know, keep faith in this team. This team's got us where it's got to it, and I, I'm going to keep faith in it. Like you know, if you're dropping Martinelli, why are you dropping Martinelli? Because Trossard's come in, yeah. So why are you not? Why are you not dropping Saliba? Because the 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 um, next backup is not good enough. Why are you not going to play? Why are you not going to drop Saka because uh, Shaka? Because the next player is not good enough. Like you know what I mean? But everybody's now on on the Martinelli. Oh, we've got to get rid of Martinelli because Trossard's playing. That's a bit unfair. Play the same team, see how it goes. That would be my my thing. Like that team, I, I, by the way, I, that I would just, I would, it's got us to where we are. I would rejig it a little bit. So what I would, and it's gonna sound crazy, but what I would do is I would get Ben White and um, Gabriel's partnership back in the in the middle of the, the defense. Get Tommy Asu in on the right. That's what that's what I would do because there's there's a lot. You know, the worrying thing is it's not just Martinelli. It's not just Saliba. It's you know it's half or even if not more than half of the team you know so maybe something needs to be exploited um explored there like uh, you can keep the same team but just jig it around somehow but don't you think it sends a, a really good message from arteta to stick by those players when they yes. are going through their bad patch because we are in a position where we've just had two really bad games and guess what with three points clear in man city with a game in hand a better position we were in before the world cup Hundred percent. So, does it not send a really good message to go? I'm backing you guys. Forget that decision at Brentford. All right, went against us. We didn't play great, but this is as big. This is as close to a Premier League final, apart from maybe the game of the Etihad. We'll see where we are in April, <coughs> as you're going to get. Because for, when all is said and done, we drop points and City United have taken advantage, and we lost Everton the week before. But if we win on Wednesday night, we go six points ahead of Man City with a game in hand against Sean Dyche's Everton on March the 1st, that could put us nine points going into March and a really crucial part of the season. That would be as good a lead as we've ever had. Yeah. Imagine we're going to March, March 2nd, nine points clear of Man City. That would, would be unbelievable. Oh, so all said and done, there's a huge opportunity. Not, we've, we've, let, we've put ourselves in this position 
where we can have a little couple of blips, right? You know what I mean? What what would be what could happen in the next couple of weeks? Manchester City can have a blip and uh, 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 drop a few points. Manchester United can, but do you know what they can't afford to. If we carry on like, I don't think it's panic time yet. I don't, I really no, don't. John, I think Lee has just stolen my thunder there with the key word going into this game. Don't panic. Don't panic. If I'm Mikel Arteta, don't panic. If Arsenal go, let me give the pessimistic scenario for Wednesday. We go one nil down after five minutes. Don't panic. Stop. The next ten minutes. Jordan, stop. No, 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 no. But, 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 no I, I know. I'm shaking at that idea. I know. I know, bro. I know. I know. But I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere with this. You, you, you go one after five minutes. The next ten minutes is about okay. Settle, and we get back into the game. Don't panic. It's nil nil at eighty minutes. They score. Don't panic. There's still. I, I know. I know. I know. I know. But don't panic. Even two nil down. In Jesus. 20 minutes, I, I say, I say, what, what, the, what the point I'm making is there is still time I love to get trip, back man. into the game. And also, as I think Lee said earlier on, let's remember why we're where we are. We are a good team, we've done good things. The worst thing we can do on Wednesday is an adversity panic. It's easy if you go 2 0 up, that's about management then. But if you go 2 0 down, my fear is that they may panic. Don't panic. This is a big, big game. Big day, don't get it twisted. However, there's still 15 games to go. There's still time. This, there's, there's still twists in this title race. I speak about protecting the buffer. The buffer has been eaten away at now. That points buffer that we built up, that's that's kind of, that's kind of going is now. It? Well, if they win. If Man City when, win when on we started off the World Cup, we was only two points in front. If they win no, on Wednesday, we we're level with a game in hand. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, if we were, yeah. Do you know so, what I mean? So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. If, if, we, yeah. if we lose, I'll be concerned because I think if City go ahead of us, my fear is can we catch them? Even yeah, yeah. So that's when we start panicking, yeah? That's my... That's, <laughs> then you panic, me. Then we panic. Next week's podcast, we panic, yeah? But for no, now, I'll tell you, I'll whatever tell happens on Wednesday... Sorry. Whatever happens on Wednesday, we and us as fans as well, we mustn't panic either. We've yeah, been exactly brilliant that. at the Emirates. If they go a goal down, even two goals down, we uh, have to perk them up and believe and make that place a fortress. We can't We can't panic whatever happens. And Jordan, our second job for me is to get them ready, but also to deal with adversity. If we go a goal down, do what we do. Play how we play. Don't kick it long and, and panic. Do what we do and what's got us on top of the league so far. Jordan, to be fair to you, yeah? The City game we played last season, mm. I think, has had a massive influence to how we've played the season. Totally agree. Totally that, agree. That, that game last season, I, I don't see anyone who would have given us a chance in the performance that we had last that's season. Where it started. That's where it started. It started. That that's was the starting point. That Agreed. was the turning point to the Agreed. season we have today. Agreed. I think Arteta said to them, you've gone toe-to-toe with the best team in Europe, in the league, and... You was unlucky. You could even you could even say you was cheated out of three points in that game. And the way we, I was there, that that, far, but yeah. I, I was I was listen. Oh. I was there that day. There was I think there was a was there a sending off or a red card or both penalty and a red card. Yeah, red card right. Card. And up until that point, everything we did was hmm. magnifique. We we absolutely were so concentrated. The fans like that that that. The unity of the fans was born that day. They cut the cord for the unity that day. It was 
the starting point. It, it was it, it was the Rubber smart cord. of the season we're having now. If we can go like you know, like with football, like with most things, a lot of things are like memory. You know, muscle memory, you know, like certain things you remember because of you know your history with it. If we can remember what we did last season, we 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 beaten City. We're beating City. If if we go on what we've done last season, 11 versus 11, we're beating City. I, I agree, Chris. I agree with you. I think we need a couple of big games, though. One from Saliba we've mentioned. I think we have to... I think Pep will be working on a way to stifle Saka. I've noticed a few teams recently have worked out and have given Saka, you know, a tough time. He's found a way because he's a quality player. Mm. I think we need... We need to we need to prepare for them to have something. I think Ake will play left-back. On, yeah. on, on Wednesday. I think I they'll bring in Ake. Yeah, because I think he locked him down hardcore mm. at the Etihad. I think we need a big game from Martinelli. I think Zinchenko is going to be a big role. I think people talk about, oh, Pep knows Zinchenko. Yeah, but Zinchenko knows Pep teams. He's Pep team as well. So that works mm. both ways. Yeah. I think oh, we need Odegaard to be on on the, you know on his job. And I think Nketiah won't get a lot of chances, but the few that he gets, he has to deliver. But I think it all begins with Saliba. I think if Saliba's back to the Saliba that we had a couple of months back, I think we have the basis to, to be competitive. And that's a, my final point. We have to be competitive. We can chat yeah. about tactics and chances, miss them, whatever, and ref decisions. For minute one, we have to let Man City know you have come into the Emirates. You are in for a game, yeah? Every ball we jump for, we have to win. Every tackle, they have to feel it. Every We have to run hard, track back hard. We have to back... We have to really make sure that tactically we're on point. But just from a competitive point of view, we match them. Because they're, they're coming to the Emirates with a bounce. They're coming there looking to make a point. So we've got to let them know, no, this is the Emirates now. Yeah, this is the game we've been waiting for. This is why we're top of the league. Now go back up to Manchester and do what you do. I'm um I'm actually not worried about the team's commitment. I'm no. I'm I think I think that will be there. Um, the I want, so. and this isn't this isn't to say that I'm worried about this. The fans have been amazing all season, home and away. Um, and I know we're going to wrap up soon, as I know people have to head off. But um, but I need the Emirates to be just a cauldron. Yeah, like it needs yeah. to feel like the game that it will be the title. Yeah, I think it, it will be. One thing I will say this, and I, and I think because we've we've made it a little bit of doom and gloom, and I'm going to give uh, Mikel and and all the Arsenal players a little bit of pra uh, praise here. Like you know, um, what other team would be doing what they're doing with their main man being out? Like you know, take mm -hmm. every game out of Tottenham, take uh, Haaland out of Man City, take that. We we are doing this without our Bang main on. striker at this moment in time, yeah. and we're still top of the league. If we win on Wednesday night. We can go uh, six points clear without our main man because I'm telling you this now. He is a main man. We would have beaten Brentford on um, on, on on Saturday with him in the team because I go back to the Wolves game just before um, the World Cup. Oh, yeah. We were struggling that day, and a little bit of Jesus magic opened them up, and we we win the game one uh, two nil in the end, don't we? He has been a big loss to us. So praise Eddie, praise everybody at the club. Because no other team would be doing what they're doing without their main man missing. We've got our main man missing at this moment in time. Yep. Let's uh, remind ourselves of the prediction table. Uh, Jordan did go for that tactical one-one. I yeah. just want to and, and he give it I in want... the group chat. Can you believe well, that? No, no, like, no, no, no. I want to say. I want to say to all the people up. listening. All the people listening on the on the on the podcast. This pod to this podcast. They can't see, but I'm not smiling. 
because I will be accused of reveling in Arsenal dropping points. I want to say my face is straight. You can confirm. I'm not smiling. I'm not happy we drew the game, but I did get the prediction right once again. So I wanted to make that in the group chat. You let us know. That's debatable. What happens in the group chat stays in the group chat. I mean, I did put you in a club. I don't know what they were for, Jordan. You asshole. It was not like number one. It was not crying images, was it, or anything like that? It was eyes. Oh, look at me. Look at me. I've got it right. No comment, Lee. No yeah. comment. No comment. That's about the only yeah. time you ain't... When, it, when he said the title race was on, he didn't mean the Premier League one. Um, <laughs> Come on! I'm coming for you, Lee. I'm coming for you. <laughs> so, for everyone who is listening on uh, audio platforms, Turkish is top on 28 points, Lee on 26, Jordan on 25, and a point behind. Off the table. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but you know what? I'd rather back my team and be bottom. <laughs> the worst <laughs> is most of my drop points are because I didn't back the team. And now I've started backing them. They're disappointing me. So there you go. That teaches you a lesson. But let's do some predictions and quick uh, comments of the week. Stricto, what are you going for? Predictions. Mm. 2-1. To the Arsenal. I'm leaving it there. I'm not saying to <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah, two under the Arsenal. <laughs> now, Turkish Dash. has sent his in. So, let me just quickly check. Yeah, he's gone. 2-1 Arsenal. <laughs> we miss you, Turkish man. <laughs> Go on, Go on. Look at, look at you. Me. I hate that man, Turkish <laughs> I I can't go 2-0. I think they're going to score. So I am going to go for an epic 3-2 Arsenal winning. Ooh. An epic 3-2 Arsenal win. Jordan? What a game to be at. 3-2. <laughs> I'm going... Uh, I think it'll be a draw, but I'm going to go a tactical. For, I'm going to go Arsenal win. That's I'm gonna go ta- two. How's that tactical? Because I need to keep up with Lee and Turkish. So if, we all, if Arsenal win and we've all gone for a win, I, I, I keep up with them. If I if my result is different to theirs, they pull away. This me? is the most likely swing in results. Like it could really be any of the three. True, true. All right. No, you're right. You're right. I'm going for one one. I'm going for one one. See, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You did. You were right. 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 <laughs> <laughs> <You will. laughs> Mine no. games are kicking in already. Mine games are kicking in. <laughs> Two 0 Arsenal. I'm just gonna believe and manifest it. This is the game where. They went, ah, you thought we were letting you in? No. Got to back the team. Come on. Come on, Austin. Come on. Big night Wednesday. Big, big, big night. I'm excited. I'm not nervous about it. I'm genuinely excited. I'm excited too. Yeah, I'm excited can, about we, the game. I'm looking we forward to it. We can easily lose. We can easily lose. Mm. It's just, isn't this what we have wanted? We yep. just want, how many times have we heard when we're languishing sick? I just want Arsenal to be competitive. I yep. just want Arsenal to try. I just want Arsenal to be up there. We're more than up there. And now we've got a massive game at the Emirates in mid-February. I think Lee, Lee mentioned it earlier on, just my final point. We've just got to remind ourselves we are a good team. And we're yeah. doing it without our top guy. We are a good team. We're top of the league for a reason. And I just think we need to assert ourselves on Wednesday yeah. and let Man City know. You've seen us play well. Now you can actually experience how we how how, how well we are because you're on the pitch of us as well. So we just got to remind us we are a good team. Just don't forget that. It's been a That's poor good, yeah. couple of weeks, but we're a good team, man. Let's not let's not throw it away now. A statement. <clears throat> I think they call that a statement. It's a statement, yeah. bro. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah. Uh, forever Arsenal. Um, forever Arsenal comments of the week. Um, what have we got? Uh, shall I go first? I'm not going to pronounce his name because it's it's, it's impossible to pronounce. So, um, Vipro Karasha, Walla. I think I might have done that. I might have messed that up. But I thought, Balance Lee is back from his post-Everton hole. We really could do with a win at home against the Bees. So, City don't have a carrot going ahead of the game. Obviously, we know that that's changed. Right? But I think changes might be okay. January window, players can be... Double-edged sword takes... Uh, do you know what? Forget about that. That's not it. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking it's a very good insight. No, I've actually done the wrong one. I'll tell you what it was. It was um, uh, It was like it was something like that. It was saying like, you know, uh, balance relief. But what he was saying was... Um, and I do apologise. It was... Hey, you remembered um, that bit, didn't you? Yeah, it was like... Uh, yeah, I remember it was, it was a nice bit about me. <laughs> What he was saying is, look, Arsenal fans um, can criticise um, performances without being negative. You know yeah, what I mean? Totally. Like, um, and I, I think it was a great point, here, mate. I'm sorry that I've messed that up, but it was a good point he was saying. You can be critical without being... Uh, that doesn't mean to say you're not positive about things. I'm critical, but um, but I'm still positive, like, you know. So that's that's basically what it was, and I can't believe that I've screenshotted the wrong one, like, but there you go. It happens, you know, it happens. I mean, I've done a, I've done a Lee Mason. I've, I've done a Lee Mason. <laughs> <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't that bad. Um, I'll go next. Um, I've, still, I've got a bunch of one from Christopher. If Jordan were a footballer, he'd be a winger that likes to cut oh, I see that one. <laughs> that's, that's <been> <laughs> that was mine. <laughs> I like that one. I like that one. Brilliant. That was brilliant, that one. <laughs> yeah. One. <laughs> no, I'll be honest, that was my one. That was it, it. Okay. And it was and and but Tyler had a comment right under it which was uh the way jo- um Jordan got me laughing hysterically when he cut off James on Paris well played, and I just thought <laughs> there's a running theme there. Um all right, we're gonna leave it there. It's been a longer podcast than usual, but I think it deserved it with yes. three four huge talk. Well done, strict joke. Yes, brother. Nice oh. one. Thanks for having Thanks me, guys, man. And you know what? Just like before we go, I just like to say condolences to um Turkish and his family. Um and all those um and everyone else um are also affected in Syria and in Turkey as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah. 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 No, rightly so. We're looking forward to having Turkish back. Um I believe we'll have him back on the podcast, I think, for the next one as well. Uh, Stricter, you've been amazing. Sharoy's been amazing stepping in as well. And we've got a really special Forever Arsenal community here. We see it all in the comment section. I know we read out the funnier ones and all that, but we, we are seeing the really lovely comments about how rapidly the podcast is growing. And uh, everyone, you know, whether people who step in, us very regularly, everyone in the background who helps to make this, you know, put this together from production, cast as well and everything, you know, are putting together a very... We believe a very special podcast and we you know, appreciate all of you on the journey with us. So big thanks to everyone. We're going to leave it there. Can Arsenal beat Man City? We all think they can. Come on, boys. Let's get it done. Sports Social Podcast Network.